Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. Striper. Wow. Striper Christmas, baby. Man, I haven't we've talked about Striper in the last, I don't know, year. More than any other band in history, probably. I was going to say, and more, finally, than, more than you've ever talked about Striper in your life, too. When I was listening to the to the tapes, I had the tapes. Nice. I had a Striper, two Striper tapes. Nice. It was a, they were not great. But <laughs> my buddy loved them. He got me into them, and I was in, like, fifth or sixth grade, and then I got into Striper. I didn't know they had a Christmas album. Hmm. Uh, anyway, hey, uh, real quick, before we move on here... This is why you need to be listening to this show. Oh, my gosh. You should be listening on the Odyssey app if you work, if you're in the office. Clearly, you don't have a radio in the office or your home office or whatever. Get the Odyssey app out on your phone, totally free. Listen to the Chris and Amy show Mm -hmm. live on KMOX. Listen on KMOX.com or... You can listen to the traditional radio, 98.7 FM or 1120 AM. And clearly, many of you right now on the road were not listening yesterday because we very specifically told you through Nick Shabaria with AAA Missouri to be careful driving. I mean, how many wrecks are there right now? It's disappointing. I have never heard Michael Calhoun announce so many lanes closed. I bet yes. 90% of the lanes in Can you drive anywhere? the city are closed. Probably not. We're probably all stuck So we're here. all stuck because you weren't listening you, yesterday. You ruined Christmas. Yeah. You, with all the lane closures, mm-hmm. have ruined Christmas not only for yourselves. Here's the thing. But for everybody behind you. If you are the cause of a car accident. Hopefully you're okay. First of all, hopefully you're okay. And barring that it was a medical condition like a heart attack or something. And nothing you can do about that. Yeah, there's nothing you can do about it. Otherwise, it's your fault, and that's the most selfish thing you can do. Because here's the thing. Most accidents Mm -hmm. are avoidable. People crash into the car in front of them. People hit the median for stupid, selfish reasons. They're driving too fast. That's right. They're following too close. They're looking at their phone. They're reaching in their glove compartment. They're trying to eat something. They're otherwise distracted. And so I believe that the most selfish thing you can do is cause a car accident. And think of this. You wanted to send a text to your friend that says, ha, because they sent a meme, and you decided, I'm driving 65 miles an hour down Highway 40. I want to respond, ha. You do that. You cause a crash. Now, hopefully, no one gets hurt. Best case scenario, no one gets hurt. Someone could get hurt. Otherwise, thousands of cars are lined up behind you. Everybody's late for special gatherings for, like, grandma and Christmas and work because you had to go, ha, to some to stupid the meme. meme. Yeah. The meme's not that good. Do not be reading memes while you're driving. Yeah. I think we all can agree on that. A texter says that uh, it also, talking about KMOX, works on Apple Radio. That's right. And if you have an Alexa, mm-hmm. you, you can could say, say, Alexa, play KMOX. That's right. I hope that's happening in your house right now. Raj, 
I got you a gift. Yeah, you did. Oh, my God. Amy, so uh, you you brought me a card, mm-hmm. and you specifically asked me not to open it until we were on the air. Yeah, because I want you to read the whole thing. Okay. Is it long? Eh. Oh, okay. okay. It's not too long. All right. <sighs> All right. So Amy got me a card, yep. and here's what it says. The front says... Working with you is a joy all year. (laughs) Okay. The inside says, thanks for all the times you've made the workday better by saying or doing something nice. Just want you to know how much that means. Merry Christmas. And then you said, this card made me laugh. Merry Christmas, butthead. (laughs) It's perfect. I don't think that's very nice. There's layers in there because I like working with you, but it's funny because you allegedly are a finalist for Mr. Positivity and it's like working with you. Oh, I get it. Thank you very much, Amy. You're welcome. Hold on. There was a post about this. There have been multiple. Because he loves coffee. I put a Starbucks gift card in there. Thank you very much. There have been a number of people who have texted in asking if today is your bourbon day because something. (laughs) No, today is my last day before I'm off for Christmas, and I'm so happy. You have senioritis. I have senioritis, <laughs> which is not about old people. It's about seniors in high school or college. That's great. That's hilarious that they're asking if this is my bourbon day. That's what I'm oh, telling yeah. you. That was another reason why I didn't drink until I had my first drink. I ordered my first drink when I was 27 years old or 28. I think 27. We have three people. The reason people. why? Because people, just me being me, people think I'm drunk. How many times does our boss Steve ask, are you high? Are you drunk? Yeah, a lot. A lot. Because that's why, And that's why I don't drink. And honestly, like, my mom never, ever drinks. Like, I've never seen her order a drink ever in my whole entire life. And she said the same thing because we laugh and we're goofy. And she's like, no, because the minute you have a drink... People think, oh, look at her. She's laughing and goofy because she's drunk. And it's like, no, this is who I am, but no one believes it. So my mom just was a teetotaler, you know, just abstained completely. (laughs) (laughs) Nobody in modern times has ever said teetotaler. Go ahead. Well, she is. And I was a teetotaler until I was 27 because I don't want people to think, oh, you're drunk. So, no, this isn't my bourbon day. And that's why I'm saying, if anything, I wonder if you'll be like, oh, this is Amy's bourbon day because she's not laughing as much. A message to 314-436-7900 says, we were all listening yesterday as you broadcast professionals failed to get your message across. (laughs) You failed us. I love that texture. I know. You just didn't listen well. We spe- Amy, didn't I specifically tell people yesterday to be careful driving? Oh, so many times. And that's the thing, is we care. Yeah, we care. And when we talk, here, okay, you know what radio is? It's a trust relationship. That's right. When we talk, we trust that you, you're listening. Li- and not hearing, hearing, listening. Listening. There's a difference. So we could say, all right. Text in right now. What did we just say? And we would trust. <laughs> <laughs> what color was the shirt? Oh, uh, blue. Yeah. See, pay attention. Yeah. Pay okay, attention. Okay, if you were listening, when did I say I had my first drink? What age? Text in. And you can't use the Odyssey app to rewind. I mean, you can capability-wise, but don't do that. It would cheat in this game. I want to know that can you're I not ho- just hearing us. You're listening to us. Can I, can I admit something to you? Yeah. 
I don't even remember what you said. <laughs> Can I admit something to you? I believe it. <laughs> uh, we must have played uh, last Christmas on the way out. We did. Wham. And a texter to us says, I hate you guys. You mm-hmm. just ruined my Whamageddon. Yeah. You know what Whamageddon is? No. That's the first I've heard of okay, it. Okay. Whamageddon is a game globally. It's how deep into the Christmas season can you get without hearing the song Wham? Really? You can't hear people sing it. You can't walk through the mall and hear it. If you hear one second of it, you're out. You're out of the game. Really? It's sudden death Whamageddon. Yep. I've never heard that before. Yeah. So basically, I mean, I feel really sorry for all the people who, you know, were listening earlier because, I mean, if you if you just turned us on and you're... That's right. Out of the game! You lost! You know why? It's because you didn't listen yesterday about safe driving. That's right. So if you, uh, wait, if you hear a second of the song, it's you're out. It's self-reporting, so it's an honor system. If you hear a second of the song, you're out. So it's kind of like the uh, the Seinfeld, that game, master of your domain. So you have to be master because of your a, wham uh, domain. I don't know if it was a hockey game, like Toronto Maple Leafs. There was some hockey game, and fans were livid because they played Wham! at the hockey game. And not only did it knock a lot of fans out of the game, but it knocked the players out of the game. Wow. There, there is a, uh, this texter says, uh, there is a, I think they misspelled this word, that you won't ruin a person's Whamageddon. I, I don't know what's going on there. This person is uh, clearly on Bourbon Day too. Yeah, I can't. I can't read it. I don't know what that means because they were talking about Whamageddon. Mm-hmm. I've never heard about that. Hmm. Another texter says uh, I was listening yesterday because they heard the segment about me, uh-huh. Chris, yeah, Ranji, having a better AAA membership than you. No, Amy. I have a better AAA membership. Oh. Man. <laughs> he's he's reacting oh. to the text line. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Okay. Age 27, and there is a trust that you won't ruin a person's whamageddon. So the person texting in is 27, and maybe I. what I want to know oh. is, have you gone 27 years without hearing no, it? No, no, he, he, no, she was 27 when she got her first drink because she asked uh, oh. people to respond oh. Oh. what See, she said. I wasn't listening to you. Oh, my gosh. You are so – you are the worst co-host of all time. Yeah. Yep, age 27. Anyway. Very nice. Man, our listeners are the best, except for the ones crashing their cars we, we, all over town. We very clearly, explicitly told you not to wreck we your car. We literally talked to AAA. And they said – For you. Here's all you have to do. Don't wreck your car. We did it for you. We did it for you, the listener. Do you think that we talk to AAA just for fun? No. No, we do it to help you. Right. And whoever says, oh, let's have a good time. Let's call AAA. That's not why you no, call AAA. AAA is a great service. They're not fun. Well, it's not supposed to be fun. It's not supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be a service that helps you get from point A to point B. And if you have a problem, they're there to pick you up. You know who you also disappointed? Or is that Enterprise? Yes. That's Enterprise. You know who else? The crashers disappointed? Who? Roger Brand. That's right. He, but they are giving him a lot to talk about today. Yeah, but I like Roger Brand when um, one time in the morning there were like three single car accidents. And he's like, yeah, and this a car crashed into the median, blah, blah, blah. A car drove off the road, single car. These are all single car accidents, quote, 
so you have no one to blame but yourselves. (laughs) (laughs) That's the best. That was incredible from Captain Roger Brand. Pay attention, y'all. That's Amy Marks Coors. I'm Chris (sighs) Ranji. The number, hey, man, talk with us. It's Christmas. Well, I mean, not today, but it's coming up. I mean, this is the Christmas show. I got a problem with Christmas Day, though. This specific Christmas Day, I have a problem. You know what? I'll tell you about it when we come back on KMOX. Treetops ain't going to be glistening on Monday. Well, they might be. With rain. Damp. So the song should be, I'm dreaming of a wet Christmas, because that's all we're going to get is a bunch of rain on Monday. Amy, I'm infuriated. I know that we can't control the weather. Well, we kind of can. We can't control the weather. But. But this is outrageous. It's not just that it's going to be damp. It's that it's going to be. Hot. 65 degrees. It is going to be a, the expected high temperature, according to AccuWeather, on Monday, Christmas yeah. Day, is yeah. 58, oh. which well, we've had warmer before. I, I, we've experienced it. Christmas Eve will be 65. Tomorrow will be 63. That is the, oh. Those are the expected highs. We're talking about spring. This is spring weather. E- you know We're having spring weather. Easter is never this warm. So... We are going to have precipitation on Monday, and I don't care if this is how it works or not, but I am looking at the precipitation we're supposed to get thinking it should be 25 degrees Mm -hmm. or 30 degrees, and that should all be snow. Mm -hmm. So we really technically should be having a white Christmas, but we're not. It's just going to be a wet Christmas, and I don't like it. No. And you know what? What we could have done last Christmas, what was it, negative five Negative three. Like, the building's pipes all burst because it was so cold and this building flooded and our neighbors' houses flooded. It was awful because it was negative. It was negative five degrees. I know I went for, like, a uh, Christmas Eve run, and the entire, all of the streets were covered in snow and ice, and it was zero degrees. And I was happy because it was a zero, it was a, it was a white Christmas. Here's the thing. If you could have taken last year's temperature and this year's temperature, you would have had each Christmas was, like, 29 degrees. And yeah. we would have had two white Christmases in a row with it 29 degrees. No pipes would have burst. Somehow there was a glitch in the system, mm-hmm. and they took all the warm temperatures from last year and put them on this one. It's, it's kind of outrageous in very many ways. And looking at the historical data, and this is from the National Weather Service, mm-hmm. we have only spent this month, so we are on December 22nd right now. Yeah. Only three days this month have we been at... Or below the average high temperature. Only three days this month. It's been so warm in December. It's already been 60 degrees. Well, remember on December 7th, it was 68? Well, I mean... We We got to almost 70 degrees earlier this month. I only bring up running because it is a consistent... The sample size is large here. When you're going every day for a run in the morning, we've had one... One morning where I thought, ooh, it's pretty cold. Yep. It was like 28 degrees, maybe, yeah. 29, maybe, and it felt really cold. And you know what I know what we all thought? We all noticed it because it was the only day that was cold. We're at Christmas. We should have been cold for a long time by now. Our lowest high temperature this month mm-hmm. 
um, has been 40. That's been our lowest high. 40. It was 41 wow. time. Yep. That's crazy. And I know people are like, oh, isn't this 65 degree mm-hmm. weather nice? No, it's not. It's awful. It's awful that it's December and we have no cold weather. Do you think there's a chance they're super wrong and it rains and it drops to like 32? <laughs> Listen, like I know 30 people. degrees off. I know people like to crap all over the meteorologists. Mm-hmm. I get it. But they're not going to be 30 degrees off. Yeah. That's just not going to happen. Because we care about you, the listener, Chris and Amy. Amy Marks, Cora's Chris Ranji. Here is our Christmas gift to you. Mm-hmm. We're going to just take phone calls based on uh, nothing. We have no idea what Ed and Kirkwood wants to talk about or if it has anything to do with what we're talking about. But go ahead, Ed. Ed, if it's politics, so help me. I'm cutting a line. Politics. But when you kids get to be my age, you will be glad for this weather. I guarantee you, (laughs) you will thank God every morning. Now, whether you have the willpower to get up and run or walk, I just go out for donuts. So I, you know. I got to be honest with you. No, this is not political, but uh, you were talking about Frank Sinatra yeah. and 1965. Dad called. He he was working for the mayors, and he said, "Ed, I've got two tickets to a show tonight at Keel. You know, would you like to go?" So, sure, of course. Little did I know that would be probably among the top five concerts in St. Louis history, and that was, of course, oh yeah, the Rat Pack. Yeah, yes. oh, yeah. That's incredible. That what month of the year was that? It was it was winter. It, it was so. definitely winter, and it was a show put together by the Teamsters and Harold Gibbons to raise money for Father Dismas Clark's halfway house. He was kind of a maverick Jesuit. Well, there are a lot of maverick Jesuits, but he did uh, he did great work in housing uh, people coming out of incarceration. Uh, so we we go down and we're sitting there and the Rat Pack and they had two bands behind them. They had uh, Count Basie and I believe Count Basie and Duke Ellington. Or there were two bands what? that equaled about fifty performers. Come on, man! A CBS uh, record uh, videotaped it, but it was never it was never really used until years later. But that night, Johnny Carson was filling in for um, Joey Bishop. Joey wasn't feeling well. So Carson was not yet the big star he was. And he was very nervous. And he told people later on, you know, I figured, you know, how, how do I introduce this gang? So he said, I'm just going to grab onto it. He introduced Sinatra as the resident convict. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, how old were you when you went to this That's show? That's awesome. I yeah I think maybe I was still with Camwex or a year out of there so maybe twenty I'm not really going to tell you but it was remarkable and you know what I don't think they really drank on stage I think that was all nonsense because they were so good and of course Sammy Davis blew them all the way it was it was remarkable that's wow. awesome I I know I've heard about this from I don't know if my I don't think my mom went to that. But I know she's talked about it before. I don't know if she went to the show. Maybe her mom did. I know. Um, Ed, thank you for the call. That's awesome. Terry Grieg, uh, I wrote the book Powered by Hope. We've had her on the show before. Incredible story. But her sister, maybe both of her sisters, but her sister went to the show um, to see Elvis. She was like fourth oh, row and saw Elvis at, I guess it would have been 
the steeple. I saw Michael Jackson in concert. Wow. At the old arena. Wow. That's right. And then the bad stuff okay. happened. Just Amy Marks, Chris and Chris Ranji, another massive deal by the Los Angeles Dodgers. They're breaking baseball, I'm told. Uh. We'll talk about it with Mike Claiborne next on KMOX. Should it treat me nice? It is Chris and Amy, and we are rolling into the Christmas weekend. We hope you are driving safely. We hope that you are well, and going to have a good... Well, most of you aren't. Yeah, most of you aren't. We're going to have a, a, a great weekend. You better be careful out there. And we do appreciate you listening to us all year. It's Chris and Amy on KMOX. Uh, I'm told before we get to Mike Claiborne, we do want to head to the KMOX newsroom because we do have some breaking news. Michael Calhoun is with us. Yeah, just after that long list of traffic incidents in the news, I didn't think that it could get any worse. Uh, but I've just gotten a call that we have the biggest wreck in St. Louis history oh. on 1120 right now. Okay. Okay. You guys That's laughed right. when I came in and said that a second okay, ago. Michael. What you thought it was the, funny a second first ago. Of in all, the hell, that Michael. That is hurtful on Christmas. Why'd you say something like that on Christmas? That's not the Christmas spirit. I thought that's what you guys did. <laughs> you know, no, oh, wait, I'm, you... I'm remembering the promo. You guys do respect each other. <laughs> we do. I, can I just say this? Because it's Michael Calhoun, he could say anything. And I would believe him because it's a voice of trust. So he did. He walked in and he goes, we just got a call. There's the biggest wreck in St. Louis history. And I, my heart stopped. Me too. And My stomach dropped. I went, <gasps> what happened? Goes, it's happening right now on KMOX 1120. Okay. And I was Michael. crushed. Crushed you, my spirit you for have Christmas. Hurt, yeah, you've hurt all of our feelings. <laughs> and I don't know how we can go on. <laughs> so that's the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I love when Michael Calhoun's in. Had it too. Uh, well, look, at, we've got the two most famous Michaels in the city. Yeah, one's way more famous than the other. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but Chris Rogers, like, wait a minute. What? I thought Michael <laughs> Kelly was the most famous. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Oh, we have three Michaels. <laughs> Uh, Quiver He's River Electric famous. guest line, Mike Claiborne, is with us. Thanks for oh. the breaking news, Calhoun. Yeah, you know what? That's a real curveball he threw at us. <laughs> I know, man. That's something you do on April 1st. Yeah. Oh, but God. he had me, too. He had me. See? He's the voice of trust, and now I can't. Now I can't believe the guy for anything. Oh, oh Mike man. Claiborne, what are you doing? The sun doing? is out. You know, as long as Calhoun doesn't tell me <laughs> the sun is out, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> he has no credibility got, now. We just got burned. Burned. Yeah, we got burned by the newsroom. I think they're all thinking it. We deserve it. Hey, we'll get to the uh, Christmas pleasantries in a moment, uh, Mike Claiborne. But something we have not gotten to yet today, and after the Shohei Otani, the record-breaking um, $7 billion whatever deal that Shohei Otani signed with the Los Angeles Dodgers, we find out um, – Last night, or maybe it was this morning, that um, Yoshi Yamamoto, the pitcher that the Cardinals potentially were interested in or did have interest and in, potentially in in uh, the running four, ended up signing with the Dodgers. It is a 12-year contract worth about $325 million. It is a huge deal. What are your thoughts? Well, you know, I think from what I've seen and from people who have seen him more than me, uh, it may be a good investment. Uh, I'm not sure if I would have gone 12 years, 
But when you factor in the age and the success that he's had, and uh, he's been re- reasonably injury-free in Japan, um, if you're going to throw money at a guy, this is probably the one you would make an investment in. But, again, I wouldn't go 12 years. But um, he, he checks a lot of boxes, and it's going to be fun to watch him uh, with the Dodgers. And if you haven't heard, we faced the Dodgers in the first series of the year. So we'll get a chance to see him and Shohei Otani and Tyler Glass now and all the other people that they have on that roster. It's going to be uh, festive, to say the least. Garrett Cole signed a similar valued contract, but it was for nine years. You had, Ma- uh, not, excuse me, not Max Scherzer, but you had Steven Strasburg's deal, which was pushing $300 million. So this is about as rich of a contract. And you mentioned the 12. You know, he's 25 right now. He just turned 25 a couple of months ago. So at the end of the deal, he'll be about 37 years old. I, I suppose it's not, I mean, it's not terrible. He could still be effective at 37, providing of he doesn't course. get injuries. I mean, you look at uh, Justin Verlander and Max Scherzer before he got nicked up. I mean, these guys are well past 35 years old. Sure. So uh, it, it's possible. You know, there's so many things that have to come into play in order for this thing to be totally successful. But overall, as I said earlier, uh, if I'm going to make an investment in a young pitcher, this is a guy that I would probably circle as my on my list. Again, having not seen him in person, but from all the accounts, uh, he is the real deal. But we'll find out firsthand uh, come April. I know the concern is he's about five ten, five eleven, so it's on the shorter side. And there it's is right. a yeah, there, there's a, um, a a concern about durability for smaller pitchers. That's not something that worries you. No, because I I know guys twice his size that always find themselves hurt. Yeah. Uh, you know, like Tyler Glasnow is a good example. Uh, you know, uh, when you think about the guy who was in New York with the Mets, Thor. I mean, he was a hulking pitcher, uh, Noah Syndergaard, uh, and he couldn't stay healthy. So I, I think you have to take into account th- your method of delivery. And are you trying to throw every pitch 99 miles per hour? And in Yamamoto's case, that's not the way he does it. So I think you have to look at the the delivery, and if he's just trying to be a power pitcher every pitch, then he's probably going to have some sort of injury down the road. But in Yamamoto's case, uh, he's a very uh, very effective pitcher, has a very good repertoire of pitchers to throw. So in his case, uh, I don't envision that being as big of an issue as I would with some of the other guys we've seen that have gone down. A text message to 314-436-7900 says a billion dollars for two players is insanity. And well, But I mean, think about it like this. Yeah. Somebody has the ability to sign the check for it. Right. So right. You, you, they wouldn't be paid a billion dollars if somebody didn't have more than a billion dollars to pay. And let's not forget, Otani's not going to really start right. making money until 10 years from now. Yeah. He's getting a yeah, million I, bucks a year. Yeah, and you know, for him, I think it's two million. But you know, with all the endorsement opportunities that he has, uh, not only in the states but certainly in Japan, he can live off of that. And we've seen athletes do it. Rob Gronkowski, the formerly of the New England Patriots, uh, never spent a game check. He lived off of his endorsements throughout his career. So players are smarter with regard to how they manage their money for the most part, and uh, it's a great deal for Otani because he may not ever have to pay taxes on that money anywhere in the world. I mean, if he moves to Texas or, or, or Nevada or Florida, there's no state taxes there. Now, he'll Uncle Sam will find him somewhere along the way. But as far as the state taxes, and I believe for the state of California, it's like worth $96 million that they're going to lose yeah. out in revenue. Wow. Well, and that's the thing, too, with the way Otani's contract was structured. 
yet. I mean, it's going to be an anchor 10 years down the road, but it's not a, a hindrance now during his career, meaning the Dodgers can be as competitive and can pay money to be as competitive as possible during his career, which is ultimately ideal for a superstar. It's, you're correct, Amy. Uh, it's a it's a team friendly deal, and I, and again, I believe because of the endorsement opportunities and everything else, he'll be very comfortable uh, for the next ten years, and then he'll be in another stratosphere after that. So, uh, no one should have a pity party for Shohei Otani. Uh, and you know who's who knows what his lifestyle is like. Maybe he's a frugal guy who just likes you know driving through the McDonald's from time to time. I mean, so you just never know you know, how these guys live, but it, it's a good deal for him. So this is the, when the Otani deal happened, um, there was a little bit of, you hear it every now and then. I think you've heard this less and less over the years, but it really kind of resurfaced a bit after his deal. And that is people saying you got to get a, a salary cap in baseball. And then when this Yamamoto deal happened, those choruses grew even louder because the same team paid a bill, committed a billion dollars over the next uh, you know twenty years basically to two players, and people are saying, "Oh my gosh, they've got to get a salary cap. This is outrageous." So that's that's getting louder now. Do you think yeah, baseball needs one? It's a good question because I've watched the salary cap develop in the other sports. And, you know, when you look at the other sports, and we'll use the NBA, for instance, uh, the same good teams in, in certain markets are always going to compete, whether it's the Lakers or the Warriors or the Celtics and teams of that nature. They're always going to find a way to compete. Um, you know, you'll have a team that will slip under the radar. Um, but, you know, it, it comes down to management and how you manage the cap. Remember, in the NBA, you know, it's 50-50. The owners and the players split the money. So, and with that new TV deal coming along, there's going to be a guy, you're going to say, I cannot believe they're paying this guy $80 million a year. It's going to happen. It, you know, what? the market dictates who gets paid. I don't know if I would have a salary cap. I think there should be a floor where you have to spend a certain amount of money. And what you do beyond that, you know, it's, it's up to you. And, and your fans will tell you whether they approve of it or not. So, you know, when you look at a, a city like St. Louis, mid-market team, they found a way to spend their money efficiently. They're not going to compete with the Dodgers on certain things, but they're not going to lose players to the Dodgers if they want to keep them, if I, that makes any it, sense. It does, and I, I very much agree with you. In an ideal world, if I'm the commissioner and I can force anything onto anybody and the owners have no say, there would be a salary floor. There would be no cap because the money is there. Owners have money. Teams make money. Teams get revenue-sharing money if they're in a, a lower market. So the money is there to spend, but a lot of teams just choose not to do it. And some no, of them do Eddie, it. Some of them choose not to because they're, they have uh, intentions of moving, and then they get rewarded with getting to move like John Fisher in Oakland. Yeah, no, you're right. And, you know, they want a new stadium, and they want new revenue streams. Uh, you know, when you look at the big picture of this whole thing, um, the big, the big question mark now is for certain teams, they live off of their local TV money as well. And with the state of flux with Bally's and, and Diamond Sports and them being in bankruptcy and, and them basically telling teams, we don't have any money to pay you, so you can do whatever you want to do. So those teams had to take a step back. At some point, this thing is going to get resolved and the owners will be whole again when it comes to money from TV, whether it's from MLB or whether it's from some other outlet. 
And once that happens, you'll start to see teams, and they'll be forced to spend the money because everybody knows who's going to get what. So it's up to you in order to do it. And when you think about the crippled sisters, and I'll use Oakland A's, you know, they, they were at disadvantage because they have a bad facility. Uh, their team has just been not run properly. Although they do develop some good players, those teams are bottom feeders when it always will be. And, and you're always going to have those teams. And you pick a sport, and I'll show you one, that they try just enough to stay in the league, but they never have any intentions on winning anything. And so once you accept that, those are the ones you have to really push to spend money to remain competitive. If not, we ought to have relegation. And I, if you yeah. don't meet certain standards, yep. then guess what? You go back to AAA for three years. No, but what what happens is, like I said, they get rewarded. The billionaire owners get to screw up intentionally – not invest in their teams, make people, drive people away. They don't come to games, so then they can go to MLB and say, hey, no one's supporting us, but put us in a new city. And then MLB well, you know says, yeah, go ahead. It's nonsense. I, I, I do. I recall that happening in St. Louis with the Rams. You bet. You better believe it. They were billionaire guy ran the team into the ground and then said, look, they're not supporting us. And then Texas act of yeah. L.A. and. You know, I get it. You know, it's a business decision. Sometimes the business decisions aren't what we like as far as whether it's favorable to us or not. But it it, it comes with the territory. These guys aren't billionaires because it's, they're stupid. Okay, most of these people have earned the money in 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 different manners. Some of them walked into it. Some of them were born with it. But at the end of the day, you have to maintain it. So you have to do things to maintain your wealth and even grow it. I would encourage any of these billionaires who cry about risk and all the risk they're taking on, if they don't want to invest in their teams, sell the teams for massive profit because every single one of them will make a lot of money if they sold today. So, Like Daniel Snyder with the Washington damn Commanders. Right. Because think about what a lot of these teams, these people paid for the teams. Uh, in Oakland, he paid, what, about $100 million for the team? And it's worth close to $2 billion now? Yeah, hey, I mean, all I mean, these teams, NBA, NBA, Major League Baseball, NFL, you can't buy a team without it starting at $2 billion. Right. A billion. That's okay? right. And uh, the NHL, they don't have as many teams that are at that level, but they're getting there. But my point being the fact that this is this is truly a big boy sport now. And if you don't have billions, you have no chance. And you better have a few more hundreds of millions, if not billions, in order to run the team the proper way in order to be competitive. Klaibs, have a great Christmas. Thank you for talking with us, and we will talk to you next week, I think. Well, you all have a wonderful holiday weekend as well and a holiday week as a, as a whole. And uh, I look forward to speaking with you all in the very near future. And, yes, you're right. I am going to work very hard at having a Merry Christmas. <laughs> Mike Good, Claiborne. Claims. See you, Claibs. He's the best. Take care. Mike Claiborne on the Quiver River Electric guest line today. You can hear him on the Cardinals broadcast. And the Cardinals broadcast you can hear on the Odyssey app, where you can also hear this show and you can hear our podcasts if you miss anything. Okay. So I know we just talked about all that baseball, everything. The Dodgers, the two big signings, mm-hmm. uh, Otani and Yamamoto. Yes or no, are you excited about that, them both being on the Dodgers? I mean, like, not, I mean, get rid of Cardinals stuff. I'm just saying, like, as hey, a baseball person. I think it's cool. And if they end up winning the whole thing, good for them. Absolutely good for them. Because whether or not you think they've got so much money and it's not fair to the rest of us, they are willing to invest it. So I mm-hmm. applaud teams that are willing to actually invest in their rosters. So good for the Dodgers. Yeah. That's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. This is KMOX.
hop. Mistletoe hung where you can see every couple tries to stop. Rocking around the Christmas tree, let the Christmas spirit ring. Chris and Amy on KMOX. Amy Marks Coors, Chris Ranji. We're on from 10 to 1 if you happen to be in the car. Never in the car during this time of day, typically, um, driving somewhere or sitting behind a massive accident because the people in front of you weren't paying attention, Mm -hmm. which apparently has been happening. Unbelievable. Yeah, unbelievable. The holidays brings out the worst drivers in the history of the world. I don't know what happens. Well, this show is on from 10 to 1 every single day, except for the weekend. And you can listen to it on the Odyssey app or KMOX.com if you are indoors or wherever you are. And uh, a a texter earlier, by the way, Amy, said Mm -hmm. that uh, clearly the accidents being caused today Mm -hmm. are by the handful of drivers who do not listen. And everybody else has been paying attention because yesterday we very, very clearly told you to be careful driving today. It was unequivocal. We spoke with AAA and we said, like, the number one way to like have a safe holiday season is to not crash your car. That's right. And we we didn't say that it was a suggestion. No. We didn't say, you know, you might want to think about driving carefully. We said drive, drive safely. Safely. Both. Listen. I I Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. am sick and tired of lane closures me too My, that's michael all, calhoun that's all he's done spent six hours naming all the lanes that have been closed he across even, the area he's been talking about news there's Honestly, a lot of news today he hasn't mentioned one news story except no. for hey this lane's closed this lane's closed yeah because of an accident because of all of you yeah i mean i don't want to say i'm disappointed oh i'm but I, am. I am i am absolutely disappointed honestly i'm a little hurt me too because we, we're just trying to do our best. Heed our warnings. Let me submit to you something, Amy. Yeah. Who would you think? Well, th- th- let me just present it this way. Um, Mediaite, you've heard of that website. Yeah. They cover a lot of media stuff. They have obtained a new poll from WPA Intelligence, which is a market service, mm-hmm. marketing service, who surveyed a thousand respondents, and they asked a large portion of the country how much they trust certain media types. Tucker Carlson, Joe Rogan, Jake Tapper, Bill Maher. Of that group, which do you think more people said they trust? Well, I've got bad news. You already know the answer. I do. It's Joe Rogan. It is not. Oh, then I don't know. It is Bill Maher. Oh, interesting. We talked to Bill Maher. We did. We interviewed, what, about a month ago? That makes me happy. He was coming to St. Louis. Um, He was good. Trusted by 40% of all respondents and 52% uh, 52% of those who said they were familiar with him, which is weird because <laughs> some people said they trust him and they didn't even know who he was. Yeah. So 
Yep. No, I. that's good because I thought it was going to be one of those, you know, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Yeah, that's who we trust. But more people knew who Rogan and Carlson were. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's why they didn't trust them as much. <laughs> that's, that's Amy Marks Cores. I'm Chris Ranji. Final hour of the show coming up on KMOX. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did.